Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me is none other than Mike the Furnace Charette. What's up? What's up? Mm. What's up, Doc G? Nothing much, man. How has the week been going for you? Week's been pretty good. Lots mm-hmm. of smoke here in the Vegas side. Yeah. Yeah, but, that's uh, uh, floating over, floating over. Yeah, that's yeah. a lucky thing about, I, I guess, the lucky thing is like, at least you guys don't have too many things to burn, you know? Like no. You're pretty safe when you're just sitting in a big pile of sand, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, much. At least, at least that's a positive, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's, we don't have, luckily it hasn't carried over too much. Uh, it was at the start of the summer. Not too much now, though, you know? Yeah, and, uh, you guys don't get that in Florida. No, nah, I, think, I think the humidity, basically, uh, condensation nuclei, it brings it out of the, uh, it brings it out of the atmosphere. Yeah. A little science there, earth science Ooh, for everybody. Everybody go. just changed the channel. <laughs> Disgusting. Don't want to hear that. That's a fact. Bad news, folks. I've got a couple stories about science later on. That's right. It's coming. Get ready. Uh, Mike, I I was thinking, though, this past weekend, I realized something. You've been co-hosting now for, like, about a month here. And and the audience hasn't really gotten to know you. You know? No. Like, I mean... Yeah. You've been on the show, but like normally, I have I have a little bit of a deep dive with the co-host mm-hmm. just to get to know you. So I want to do. I thought we'd do a little little Q and A, some real some real deep dives into Mike's psyche. You know? Okay. Okay. Let's so do it. Here we go. Here we go. We're gonna start out with a warm up. This is a fairly easy question here. Uh, and by the way, I'm gonna answer. My answers for most of these, uh, even though the listeners don't want to hear them. Nope. So, okay. just I'm going to throw those in there every now and then. If you, I want to, I want to hear them. If, <laughs> if you <laughs> if you need some time to think of your answer, I'll throw my answer in. So you can always okay. let me. Uh, okay. So, if we're being honest, what's the most played song? On your iPhone right now. What do you think? Hmm. Let's go to the Spotify playlist. Okay. And I can tell you right now. All right. Without almost without a shadow of a doubt, the number one song on my playlist, and it's been this way for about a year. Wow. Uh, here it is. It's called Cyber Love. I'm not gonna play it, but Cyber Love by Burger, but he spells his name with a V. Cyber Love by Burger. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's a wild song, but I'm I'm not e- I'm not even gonna try to front like I've heard the song before. Nope. I'm gonna <laughs> it's uh I'm pretty underground. Man, jeez, you got the got the underground song now. Okay. I yeah. see the house flip remix of it. I see Yeah, the, that's it. That's it. That's, that's it? it? Okay, man. Mm-hmm. I I'm now now I'm I've gotta you know what? I gotta I gotta get I gotta get Burger on the show. I gotta do that. Yeah. I gotta get He's cool. I got I got He's to get cool. him on the show, man. Well, it's it's his hottest song too. So true. It's his hottest. <laughs> song. 
I, I think uh, so. It is. It's uh, got like seven to, uh, one, 1.7 million. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Never Been to Spain, Three Dog Night. We're going, we're going old school. Ooh, it gets, it gets in my it. head. It gets in my head. It's a, it's such a, it has such a crescendo to the song. It's, uh, oh, get out of town. It's good stuff. By Three Dog Night? By Three Dog Night, yeah, man. Three Dog. Three Dog Night. Uh, real Download. weird, real weird story. Um, their lead singer uh, got some notoriety back in the uh, day because he claimed to have broke his by having uh, relations with too many ladies. That happened. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Like a physical break? Yeah, I think. I think. Ew. Yeah, listeners, you'll have to investigate that for me. Make sure that's a that's a true story. But I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that's the case. Anyways. Good that we noted that. Moving on, mm. if you could choose anyone in the world to be your mentor, who would it be? Controversial here. Okay. Gonna be controversial. Okay. I'm gonna lose a lot of your fans on this one, <laughs> but I would have to say, I'm actually gonna go with, um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Joe Rogan. Okay. I'm gonna go with Joe Rogan on this one. All right. Well, I, I mean, comedy. Family guy, famous guy. He's he's been kind of in every avenue of life, mm-hmm. and he's doing all right at it. Well, know? I mean, uh, I I would I I mean I would say I would have him as a mentor just to tell me how to get uh you know two hundred million listeners on my podcast, but. <laughs> Uh, that mainly came from the fact that he was like the second person to have a podcast, I think. Uh, and then it just grew. Yeah. From, not that he's horrible at it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, it definitely had to be a lot. He was the first there. You know, he mm-hmm. he, he yeah. showed up and was like, hey, guys, I do this thing. Because he's like on like the 2000th show now. Um, he's like yeah. 1,800 shows ahead of me. So, you know, it's he's got some repetition there for sure. <laughs> uh, I am going Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes! Let me hey, te- there te- we go. Teach me how teach me your ways, Leo. Teach me your ways. And he's gonna be like, Well, first you have to be pretty. And I'm gonna be like that's that one. Okay, next 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 uh, tip. Or I'll go with the older version of him, Jack Nicholson. Teach me your ways, mm, Jack. There we go. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. That T- guy's smart. I think give give, give uh, Leo like thirty years. He's going to be at Laker games just like Jack. That's oh, that's for sure. that's Leo for sure. Uh, okay, this one I always find interesting. Uh, do you ever get mistaken for like a A list actor or celebrity? Is there anybody mm. people ever think of you and say, "Hey, are you so and so?" or "Hey." You look exactly like this person. Uh, yeah, I got two of them. Um, one of them is, I'm really proud to say this, it's more of a compliment than anything, is Ryan Reynolds. Oh, when, wow. When, when the hair is right, when the face is trimmed up just right, the, uh, I get Ryan it, Reynolds. In the golden hour, you're just looking. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. Very nice. Yeah. We, we have a link to him, this show. He's coming up, so there you go. Yeah, a little link to him. I, yeah. I also get the um, 
San Francisco 49ers coach, very specific, Kyle Shanahan. Wow. <laughs> well, I, I guess I, I guess I could see Kyle Shanahan. That sort of, I mean, that I mean, it's a little weird, but uh, you know, uh, yeah. If you look at his number one Google image search. His first Google image looks exactly like me. I don't say that people look like me, but this guy looks almost exactly like me. Yeah. Yeah, I just pulled it up. I'll give it to you. That is, yeah, wow. Okay. I was thinking in my head just now, like I was thinking what he looked like, and then I actually looked at it. Yeah, that's sort of you. That's okay. I, I do. What about you, Doc? What do you got? Well, one, I get Jason Momoa once, which was very Mm. awesome. I just wanted to walk around uh, with my shirt off and disprove (laughs) that really quick. And people be like, oh, no. No, never mind. We take that back. That was sorry. And then, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Oh, man. The guy that, uh, Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams. Adams. That's it. Stephen yes. Adams. Yeah, and he often gets. They always relate him to Jason Momoa. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I get both of those, and it's funny because you know Stephen Adams is seven like one, and I'm like, nah, I'm a little smaller than that. Just take like mm. a take a foot off. I'm basically Stephen <laughs> Adams. Just just very very close. Nope. But those those two probably I get get like the most. But it's funny. One of our uh, old guests on the show, Dreamers, uh, Nick Wold, their lead singer. Apparently, mm-hmm. he looks like uh, the gamer ninja, mm. and ah. he's gotten really popular on TikTok because Nick goes places and acts like ninja he'll go like dress up like him and like he literally got backstage at Lollapalooza like they just gave him like passes everywhere and he's like going up to Chance the Rapper like hey what's up hey and they're like oh ninja I love your stuff and he's like cool and he literally for like six hours is just walking around Lollapalooza and they're like hey it's ninja and like the hilarious thing was I was like, this dude is sort of like already a famous musician. So true. Like they just they just thought he was ninja instead. And I was like, I would even though it's fun, hilarious, like I was like, I'd sort of be insulted if I was Nick Wold, the performer like, hey, I already make music that's really <laughs> popular. Like, come on, know me. <laughs> Not- Anyways, okay, in your opinion, Mike, at what age did you become an adult? 32. <laughs> nice, nice. I think that's, I'm still Two waiting. Two years ago. That's, I mean, yeah, I'm still waiting on when I'm going to become one. It's uh, hopefully at some point we'll hit it. But I was thinking of this question. The reason I stopped on this one is uh, I, I when I was living in Miami, my uh, South Carolina compadre, Ed, uh, he was taking us to a fish market because apparently they had the best Arnold Palmer ever. That's a fact. And uh, as we're driving really over specific. there, yeah, yeah, Ed had all kinds of weird adventures like that where he'd just bust <laughs> into your apartment and be like, guys, the best chicken Parmesan. I just found it. Let's do it. And you're like, what? what? All right, I it's guess. It's a flea market. I guess we'll hit it. <laughs> um, but uh, we're sitting in traffic. It's quiet in the car. Uh, and out of nowhere, Ed's like, you guys, you guys remember the day you became a man? Hmm. And me and my friend Kiefer are like, uh, no, what, what day are you talking about there, Ed? And <laughs> Ed Money is like, you know, 
The day you froze up your parents' computer because you downloaded too much porn. What? And me and Kiefer were like, I, I don't know if that's an actual milestone in anyone's life, Ed. That's a pretty weird... And he's just like, he was so serious. He thought that was... And we we're just like... Who made that cut point, Ed? That's so hmm. weird. Ed Money. There you go. If Ed you, Money. If you got to choose your name, what would it be? Um, first one that comes to mind is Max. I don't know why Max. Max. Max just instantly came to mind. Maximilian. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, I've, I've stated on the show before, I would like Blaze. 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 Is a, yeah. We actually had a, a guest named Blaze. And I had a professor mm. way back in the day, and his name was Blaze. And I was like, that's pretty dope. That's a pretty cool that's name. That's a good name. Yeah. 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 My professor's name, Blaze Mafia. Say what? What? Blaze Mafia? Yeah. Is that his, like, Instagram handle? That was, I mean, <laughs> it was name. just name. And you're like, Dr. Mafia, Mr. Blaze, just cool. Just cool. I was thinking, you know, because, I mean, names do really, they impact your life. You know, like, I mean. Yeah, they do. If you're a lady and your parents like name you like Mildred or Edith, like you're gonna mm. be you're gonna be an old lady. They're just gonna force yeah. you into that. But I, I I did as soon as I thought of that and I was thinking of Mildred. I was like, if I had a friend named Mildred, her nickname would be Mildo. Yes! There's no doubt Mildo. that she would be Mildo. <laughs> like. And I'm, I have a feeling she wouldn't be cool with that because she'd already Not be Millie. A, you wouldn't nope. call her Millie. Millie no, Mildo. Millie. Okay. Maybe Millie Mildo. I'll go. I, okay. Sometimes if it's fun, I'll go a little bit extra syllable. Millie Mildo. Millie Millie Mildo. Maybe even two Millies. Millie Millie Mildo. That rolls off mm. the tongue. I like that. There you go. I am going to become <laughs> friends with a Mildred just to call her Millie Millie Mildo. That's happening. Um, okay. Here's. I think I. I, I but I, she has to be like thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Actually, it'd be even more fun if she was like a hundred. And I had a friend named oh, okay. Millie Millie Mildo, and she was cool with mm. it. And you know she'd yeah. be cool with it, because she's, who gives a life once you're 100? You're like, whatever. Yeah, no. Millie Millie Mildo, high five. Nice nickname. I like <laughs> it. Uh, okay, this one. Um, what's an opinion on food you that you have that almost no one else agrees with? Some kind of weird thing that you're into food-wise. Hmm. Wow, that is a great question. It's a tough one. I'll, uh, I'll give you mine so, while you're thinking. Okay, okay. Cape Cod came out with a chip way back in the day named uh, uh, titled Jalapeno and Aged Cheddar. And yeah. I thought they were the best chips ever invented in the world. That's a fact. And they got rid of them back in like 2012. They discontinued them. And some days on a rainy afternoon, I'll just look off into the <laughs> distance and think about them and weep a little bit. And I don't think anyone else agrees with me, but they were an amazing chip. So that's that's mine. You got? Do you mm. have any uh, any weird Cape, things? Cape Cod had some has great chips, by the way. They do. They're very crispy. They put in the that's effort, man. Remember. They put in the legwork. They do. They do the chip right. Uh, yeah. Anything? Anything that you got? Weird things um, that you enjoy? Yeah. So I don't know if this is a weird one. Well, I'll give you two. So discontinued food that I kind of miss. Not food. This is so random. But it was the vanilla toothpaste. Uh, oh. By. <laughs> by uh, I never I had know, that. The, Crest. It the, was. 
Colgate? Crest. Yeah, it was Crest. Okay, Crest. All right. It was Crest. Yeah, they had a vanilla toothpaste. Man, that was crazy. Just my, awesome to brush my teeth every time. Mike, I haven't uh, busted it out on the show, <laughs> but I do have quite an affinity for dental hygiene. I haven't brought it out when when you've oh. been on the show, but man, do I love cleaning teeth. It's uh, Yeah. I'm 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 big into it, and if I would have known, I didn't know there was vanilla out there. I probably would have yeah, got down on was, some of it. That sounds good. It was good. incredible. It was really good. But, <laughs> they discontinued uh, regular, it because it was all sugar. Yeah, <laughs> it was probably probably not made with the right ingredients. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. The only food thing I think that I do that nobody else really does, I drink like literally nothing with ice or uh, like mm. I'm talking about. I don't do any mixers. Basically, I don't do mixers in alcohol. I don't do mixers and coffee. Gotcha. I drink everything straight, just straight up. Straight. Well, yeah. I, I like no that. ice. I don't even do ice. You know, I mean, I like get ice. to the point. Get to the point. Yeah. I mean, if you're drinking alcohol, you're probably doing it to get drunk. If you're drinking coffee, you're probably doing it to get caffeine. So get to the point. Yeah. Stop wasting yeah. time with these dilutants. I hear you. Yeah. That makes sense. Sorry, I agree with you. We got to throw that one out. Bartenders also, the bartenders <laughs> also like hook you up. You know. I yeah. Mean, you can't order if they're on the rocks. Or, you know, if you do something. Yeah. They're gonna try. They're Get, gonna try to like short you a little exactly, bit. Exactly, man. Put Not in a always. gallon of coke. There you go. <laughs> okay, last question. Animal warfare question here. Wait, what? How many spider monkeys would it take to kill a tiger? If you got them mm. in just like a round, like a UFC octagon, and they're just yeah. having to go at each other. How tall are spider monkeys? Do you know anybody? They're, they're, they're pretty the small. They're pretty small, okay. so like I'm saying, I'm guessing yeah. this is a rough guess, like 20 pounds maybe, 20 pounds yeah. max. Uh, I'm gonna go 100. I'm gonna go 100. Ooh, that's even solid get, number. I I thank you. Thank, uh, you, thank you for giving the appreciation to the tiger's uh, awesomeness. That's yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I feel like some people would be like two. They're really smart, and I'd be like, that's not gonna happen to no a tiger. Way. No way. No way. No way. Exactly. Good. Good. Mike, now that we have dived deep and we know <laughs> everything about you, obviously we learned it right there. We know it. Yeah. You you don't like ice and uh you want to be called Max. So maybe mm -hmm. your nickname's now gonna be Max. Mike okay. Max. Mighty <laughs> Mikey Max. Mikey Max Charette. There we go. There we okay. go. Mikey Max, are you ready to fire the show up? Let's do it. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Oh, man, we have got a good show. We have got none other than Sophie Burrell. Apparently, her own family hasn't really decided uh, how to say her last name. I saw in another interview that she was saying, like, somebody asked her, is like, is it Burrell or Burrell? And she's like, yeah, my family says it both ways. And I was like, nice. They don't really have whatever you want to call it. So, okay. yeah, exactly. But she has taken the music world by storm. She's got like 300,000 followers on Instagram. She, I, I mean, she she can shred like nobody's business. That's a fact. If you go up and down her, her YouTube channel, she's got her like solos of doing like Eddie Van Halen beat it solos. She's got like, Jeez. you know, Led Zeppelin solos. She just covers them all and does them flawlessly. It's amazing. Uh, she's got a couple songs out on the streaming services. Can't wait to talk to her. Uh, but first, need to start where we start. Birthday suit. Birthday suit. Happy birthday. 
Here we go. Uh, born on August 25th, 1987 in Los Angeles, California. Our birthday suit wearer's parents were a talent scout and an actor. Hmm. Her parents uh, taught acting lessons to supplement their income, and our birthday suit wearer would always watch the classes, sometimes jump in. Uh, even though she had small parts growing up in different movies and uh, TV shows, she wasn't too interested in acting, didn't plan on being an actress. But in her junior year of high school, she was cast as Bridget in The Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. She oh. then starred in the movie Accepted. It was in 2007 when she was cast as Serena in Gossip Girls that her career took off. She then played in The Age of Adeline. Uh, Adeline, Adeline, never seen it. Nope. She played in the film The Shallows, uh, All I See Is You, and A Simple Favor. Back in 2011, she married Ryan Reynolds. They have mm. three kids together. Should be noted, by the way, Mike, that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio went out with Blake Lively before she married Ryan Reynolds. Just saying, <laughs> dude's a miracle of the world. Anyways, name that birthday suit wearer. Blake Lively. Blake Lively is correct. Yes, indeed, man. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know all the way up until you said she married Ryan yeah, Reynolds exactly. in 2011. I, I was like, okay, now I know. I didn't you know like I was reviewing her uh, movies and I was like eh, I mean no offense but I didn't know she I thought like she had some like bigger name movies like hmm. I, I didn't really know most of the movies that she was in like I mean she was in the Green Hornet with uh, or the Green Lantern I mean with uh, Ryan Reynolds which is yeah pretty like big movie I guess but she didn't have like a sure. huge part you know, and then, mm -mm. then like uh, the town, she had a real small role in the town. Oh, not real small, but she had a small role in the town. Like, I just, I was like, oh man, I was thinking like there was all kinds of crazy, just you know, movie after movie. But you know, I guess I don't know. Hmm. Happy birthday to Blake, turning uh, turning 34, 34 years uh, young there with uh, three kids. Wow, three kids. Yeah, you know, just she looks great. Like, <laughs> yeah, not bad. That's a fact. Not bad. <laughs> uh, and shout out to Leonardo DiCaprio. Nice, Doc G. Yeah, I have to ask you a question. Okay, I'm sorry I interrupted. No, you. No, 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 so go, no, no. Any time, any time, Mike, interrupt me. What? I, it's just been burning in my brain. What is your answer to the spider monkey question? It's, I mean, it's got to be somewhere around a hundred. Like, it's got to be something like that. Because I mean, I, I mean, he's that tiger's gonna smack around at least like forty of them. At least a couple yeah. are gonna come right at him, and, or like you know, try to attack him <laughs> on his neck, and he's just gonna reach back there with one of his claws and just rip them right off. Like, and I mean, yeah. if he gets any one of them in his fangs, they're done. Like, I mean, if he bites one of them, they're going to bleed out. That's Instantly. done. Yeah. Like, so, like, I mean, it's got to, like, literally, it's got to be something like you said. They got to jump on them all at one time. Just like, ah! Yeah. And just like, you know, I mean, it's like when you see one of those videos of, like, you know, a town where there's a huge crocodile and the whole town right. literally has to jump on him, like 150, just, oh, get him! Like, 
that yeah. that would have to be the effort, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe if you get like some really, you know, like some spider monkeys that have been working out a lot, you know, some beefed up, muscular, angry spider monkeys, maybe you could bring yeah. the number down. It's a tough question. It's a tough, tough question. I think the tiger, the tiger, the would succumb to exhaustion because it would be in the the ring. You know, mm-hmm. it couldn't go anywhere, mm-hmm. and then eventually the monkeys. Would be able to. That's true. Fatigue. I uh, that very good point, Mike. Very good point because tigers are very anaerobic. Monkeys would be a little bit more aerobic. They'd be able to outlast him. Sort of Muhammad Ali versus George Foreman. We're gonna rope a dope until the tenth round. (laughs) Beautiful analysis, Mike. Gosh, we have lost all of our listeners. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. No, no, (laughs) they're gone. No, no, we didn't. uh, Let's be honest. They weren't really listening to begin with. Uh, Okay. Are you ready to rip some headlines, Mike? Yeah, let's do it. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay, so we got to start off. We got to talk about something that, that annoys me a little bit here in the news. And uh, it's a story from Yahoo News. And the headline is quote, One hot dog takes 36 minutes off your healthy life, but a handful of nuts adds 26 minutes. Hmm. Okay. Word. And, Mike, this is dumb. That's a fact. And let me tell you, this is obviously not true. And this were true, Joey Chestnut would have died 10 years ago, and squirrels <laughs> would be Im- immortal. Like, obviously, <laughs> this isn't true. But here's what happened. Researchers at the University of Michigan, they conducted a study, 5,800 uh, foods that are in the U.S. diet. They then ranked them on a nutritional index. Now... Does this truly mean that if you eat a handful of nuts, it'll increase your life by 26 minutes? No. It just means that it's much better for you, and it means on average, it would take the average person's life 26 minutes further, statistically, with good living conditions, based on the stats that are out there. Which takes nothing else into concern. You have like a hundred thousand other factors that can't be accounted for in a person's lifestyle. So, in 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 all honesty, all this this study was saying was nuts are sort of healthy and mm-hmm. hot dogs aren't. Like that's basically it. But no one would read that story because we already know it. So they wrote bullshit. <laughs> hot dogs take thirty six <laughs> minutes off your life. So anyways, <laughs> now you can punch your neighbor in the face when they tell you this when you're walking down the hallway together. <laughs> hey, did you know? Hot dogs, 36 minutes off your life. Dumb. Anyways, Mike, here's another title for you. 10-foot python surprises shoppers on supermarket shelf. Hmm. Now, wow. Mike, just take a, take a stab at it. What Florida. continent? <laughs> what continent do you think this occurred in? Uh, United States. No. No. Where does everyone get killed by animals? Uh, the Amazon rainforest, probably. Oh, come on, Mike. Australia. Uh, Australia. No other country would casually say, oh, 10-foot python surprises shoppers. Surprises? Huh? It's like the snake was a birthday cake. And Australians were just like, oh, you have to move it aside. I've got to get this oatmeal. There we go. Like, surprises. 
Are you kidding me? If I walked in there and there was a 10-foot python, I'd be like, not today. We are shopping another day. I will be back until you get this cleared up. <laughs> no, get this out of here. Thank you. And then I'll come back. Exactly. <laughs> um, Mike, I think this next story we could, uh, it's a story in misguided effort. Misguided effort. So a man woke up in Kansas City last Thursday. Now I'm saying a man because they didn't release his name just yet in this uh, activity. Uh, but he woke up in Kansas City last Thursday and remembered he had a court appearance in St. Louis that day. Hmm. And uh, that's about three and a half hour drive from Kansas City to St. Louis. This man had no way of getting to St. Louis, but he knew he couldn't miss his court appearance. So this man stole a car and started speeding to St. Louis to get to his court appearance. About 35 nice. miles outside of St. Louis in Wentzville, Missouri, the cops started chasing him, chasing him pretty hard. Uh, he hit two cars, and by the time he reached O'Fallon, uh, they had put down spike strips, and they uh, blew his tires, and then uh, police arrested him, and he was taken into custody. Mike, there's the old saying, when you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. I think it fits here. <laughs> I think it really fits well in this scenario, but mm. like, I mean, Mike, on the show, a lot of times I say, uh, you know, there's a time to phone a friend. And I think, you know, you need a sounding board. I really think this would have been a time before he started this trip to phone a friend. You know? Yeah. Agreed. J just to be like, hey, I'm late for a court appearance, and I'm going to steal a car and drive it like 200 miles to get to my court case. And his friend would be like, you probably shouldn't. Like, and he'd be like, why not? And then they could explain it. And I think, you know, it might have helped him. I'm just, but like, I, I really wonder too the thought process. Like, once he was driving and a cop pulled up behind him, like, shouldn't he have pulled over then? Like, I mean, in his head, yeah. if he would have logically went through it, he's like, if I just make it to the courthouse, I can get out of my car and they'll be like, hands up. And I'll be like, no, 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 no. I had a court case, and they're like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> I just need a ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. No, never mind. No, just make sure you return the car when you finish. Just take it back to their owner. <laughs> you know, maybe put a note on it. It'll be good. Like, just think it through. But I mean, the effort, right? You got to appreciate the effort. He was really oh, yeah. trying to get there, but not a smart way. Not yeah, a smart no. way. No. Um. Okay, one more story before we go to break here, Mike. Let's let's celebrate. Let's have a little belated celebration. Uh, we've got Edith. Edith Traina. Edith Traina. Now, obviously, I just mentioned Edith because of old names. Well, Edith just celebrated her birthday on August 8th, 2021. What birthday do you think Edith celebrated? Um, hmm. Sounds like an older person. I'm yeah. going to say 103. Close. Close. She she celebrated her triple digits. She went into 100. Now, nice. That's yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Now, the reason that we're excited about Edith, though, is she's just not your run of the mill 
hundred year old lady. She is uh, a power lifter. Ooh. She's a hundred year old power lifter. Jeez. She started power lifting at the young, bright eyed age of ninety one. Mm. She okay. <laughs> she said she went to the gym at ninety one because a friend of hers made her. She was like, "Well, we got Edith. We got to hit up this gym." And Edith mm-hmm. said, uh, when she went to the gym, she was watching those ladies do their thing, and she thought, "I just as well should pick up a few bars." And she did. Yeah. And she did. And now she has so many trophies, she can't even fit them into one room. Say what? She had to start moving them into other rooms because she's dominating the competition. So true. She's dominating the comp. Now because of COVID, she hasn't been able to compete. But her she she's got a competition now scheduled up in November. Her next comp is going to be November. Now, you got to imagine when you're a hundred age bracket at these competitions is probably pretty empty. Just <laughs> just the thought. I don't know how many people are. Yeah, what is it? Like seventy and up? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't even like. I feel like if uh, I mean, I don't. I, if she came and competed in my comp, I'd just be like, you know what? Here's a trophy. You don't even need to do anything. <laughs> you got here. That's impressive. Nicely done. But I'm pulling for you, Edith. Congratulations. Triple digits. Impressive. Impressive. Yeah. Mike, let's take a break. We are going to be right back. We'll be uh, right back here on the Doc G Show. Just a second. Don't go anywhere. Hey, what's up? This Rock Montana. This Mucho Yellow. And it's Rockin' Yellow. And you're listening to Doc G Show from 803 to 904. The best show on the radio. You dig? The Doc G Show, because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. And we are back here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Listeners, make sure you download the podcast, you subscribe to the podcast, you like it, you do all of those things. That's right. Because it'll make me happy. Leesville, South Carolina was getting at it this week. Columbus, Georgia, they were getting at it this week. So true. Those are just some of the ones that were really... Getting into the downloading action, so of course, got to shout them out. You know, got to shout them out. Yes, thank, thank you. Uh, shout outs, regulars. Here we go. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Gainesville, Florida, Radford, Virginia, Barcelona, Spain, Genoa, Italy, Ashburn, Virginia, San Diego, California, Boardman, Oregon, Peoria, Illinois, Anoka, Minnesota, Columbus, Georgia, Katy, Texas, Citrus Heights, California, Richard, Texas, Texas, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Winfield, West Virginia, and Columbus, Ohio. Shout out. Regulars. There we go. Regulars. Getting it done, Mike. And week in, week out, they're the ones that show up. They're the ones. They're making it happen. They're like Edith in the weight room. Yes, exactly. Just <laughs> power lifting. Refusing power hearing. Refusing to give up. 
you know? Semi-regulars. Got an interesting list this week. Uh, Seoul, Korea. Hyattsville, Maryland. Windsor, Canada. Norco, California. Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Mountain View, California. Lexington, Kentucky. Duxbury, Massachusetts. Kiev, Ukraine. Denver, Colorado. Edmonton, Canada. Noblesville, Indiana. Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Fontana, California. Abu Dhabi. Charlotte, North Carolina. Anchorage, Alaska. Sao Paulo, Brazil. And Paris, France. Shout out. Yes. Yes. Had a good number of internationals in there. Never been to Abu Dhabi. Sounds like a real cool place to go, you know? But then again, never been to Duxbury, uh, Massachusetts either. So, you know, Mm -mm. need to hit up that. Kiev, Ukraine. It was in the news for a long time. It's pretty much the only reason I know how to pronounce Kiev. Because if I saw it, Mm. I'd be like, what? What is that? I don't know how. To, hmm. It's KYIV. It's wild. I mean, KYIV. KYIV. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would not be good. I might got to. I might. I might. I might have been able to get Kiev out of that. I don't know. Nope. Anyways, shout out to all those people. <laughs> shout out to all those, Mike. I got, since we were going such a deep dive in the questions earlier, you know, tigers versus monkeys, all the important stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I had several, uh, several stories lined up. Uh, I'll just give you I'll give you one quick one quick story out of India, uh, Mike. A hospital in India set the world record for vaccinations. Thirty thousand people in one week in Mumbai. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Mike. Get excited because I crunch the numbers. That means point zero zero four percent of India's population. Yes. <laughs> yes, you've done it, hospital. Point zero zero four percent. That is wow. Let's be honest. If it'd be a little bit more exciting if that were like North Dakota, because that would mean like ninety eight percent of their state had been vaccinated, and we'd be like, yeah, almost all of them. Right. There we go. But India, a little high on the population. They got a little bit higher. Um, all right. Interesting story out of Iowa. There's a, a new superintendent uh, of public schools in Gilbert, Iowa. That's not interesting. She did something interesting. Uh, Dr. Truelo, a couple of weeks ago, started as that superintendent there. And on August 10th, she, she sent out a welcome back, uh, back to school letter to everybody in the county. You know, some information, some safety protocols, that kind of deal. Well, right. Dr. Trullo started getting heat about this letter when apparently somebody in the community ran it through anti-plagiarism software and found that she had used several phrases word for word from a similar letter from 2017 from Gerard Poole, superintendent of Shoreham Waiting River District in New York. <laughs> Since oh, man, since so this funny. debacle a debacle started, she apologized, uh, and she said she she is sorry for using Doctor Poole's letter, and said she in no way knows Doctor Poole. Um, you know, on a whole, Mike, but obviously plagiarism not a good thing. Uh, no. But I gotta ask, like, really, like in this scenario, <laughs> who cares? Like, right? Like, this isn't art. It's not science. It's not a novel she wrote. It's not like, 
Nope. I'm sure if she if she asked the dude she plagiarized from, he'd be like, "Yeah, who cares? It's boilerplate yeah, language about Word. coming back to school." Like, and then even weirder. Who's the person that ran this through anti-plagiarism software? Hmm. Like, who's the, 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 the parent that's like, I swear, if these words of welcome from my to my child are not genuine <laughs> and from the heart, so help me God, we are firing the superintendent. Like, who cares? Who cares? Like, I just... Like, I would be, if I were her, I'd just be like, you guys really act, anybody, you guys actually care about this? Like, just insane to me, Mike, a little bit. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, if it were a research paper, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, but. Yeah. A, a, a welcome back a to welcome school? Letter. Like. Come on. Weird. Anyways. What kind of ammunition? What kind of ammunition are you trying to have from, from finding this? I, ha you know, I have. It's always ammunition. It's it's definitely ammunition. I have no idea why, though. Yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah. Uh, What's the point? I mean, obviously, Mike, <laughs> America's full of a bunch of nut bars, just like that last uh, story showed. But. That's a fact. You know, I could offer you some answers on why we have a bunch of nut bars in our con uh, country, but. That'd be a really long answer, and it wouldn't be that fun. Yeah. So instead, mm. I'll offer you the fact that other countries are full of nut bars, too. It's not just oh, us. Oh, yeah. Good point. Including Good point. Scotland. <laughs> We've got a story yes. about some nut bar Scottish people here. Um, last week, protesters started demonstrating at Edinburgh Castle. And... Uh, which, if you folks are unfamiliar with, Edinburgh Castle, uh, it's a castle that's been around since about 1100. So it's got some years on it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's been through a lot of battles. In fact, it's it's been through pretty much more battles than any other historic site in in England. Um, yeah. and uh, Or UK, I should say, not England. In the UK. And it's uh, Scotland's most uh, second most visited historic site. Now, yeah. now, obviously, the castle doesn't really do much now, because it's a castle, so, you know, there's not too much use for those these days, but <laughs> that didn't stop these demonstrators, these protesters, from deciding, you know what, we're seizing this castle. Mm. Yeah. We're taking this castle <laughs> for hours. And of course, because it's 2021, the group had to Facebook Live their seizing of the castle. So true. And uh, in the video, a woman says, the castle belongs to the people, and they are taking their power back. She, yeah. she then added that Scottish people have been, quote, lied to all our lives, and that, quote, the building belongs to us. We have taken the castle back in an effort to restore the rule of law. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah. So, of course, like, Restore. you know, there's really just, like, I I'm guessing, like, five old dudes that take tickets at this castle, and that's pretty much it, you know? Like, there's yeah. just dudes that are like, hey, it costs $5 to come <laughs> in the castle. And these uh, these <laughs> protesters just didn't pay their $5 ticket. They're like, get out of the way, old man! And went in there, like, this is ours now! And the old dudes were like, 
All right, I guess we'll have to call the cops. <laughs> so they called the police. They just get up and go home. <laughs> they called the police, and the police came. And uh, as the police are coming, the lady, the lady's still video videoing this occurrence, and she tells the police, "Hey, we're seizing this castle under the Article sixty one of the Magna Carta." Word. And uh, there, there's one big problem with that, Mike. Uh, the Magna Carta signed by King John in 1215, never applied to Scotland. Nope. Never actually a rule in Scotland because it predates the Act of Union that formed the UK. So Magna Carta means nothing in Scotland. <laughs> and the cops are just like, Ugh. You're it morons. sounded good at the time, though. Probably. Oh no! It sounded pro- to her, it sounded, it like sounded great- like a genius thing. I bet you didn't know about that. <laughs> I bet you didn't know Magna Carta. Uh, like uh, twenty protesters were arrested. Mike, they were just like, "That's dumb. We're gonna put you in handcuffs now." And, <laughs> in America, they would have been shot. Well, they been well I would. It depends on who they were, Mike. I'm not going to delve into that any deeper, but it depends okay, on yeah, who they right. were. Let's um, stay away. Let's stay away. Exactly. I was trying to think of the equivalent in America, though, like, you know, what that would be. And, like, I was thinking, like, if a group decided to try to take over the Gettysburg battlefield hmm. to say they were restoring the, the rule of law, that's basically it. <laughs> Like, if they just stormed that battlefield and were like, this field is ours, and people are just like, what? I, You know, no? there was, like, probably people that, there's probably people that do the reenactments. They would have been like, today is our day. Yeah. We're going to take this. <laughs> Finally. Path. I knew it. <laughs> like, But, like, I'm surprised the people, those old guys, like you said, that, uh, that were taking tickets were just like, just, were like, you just want to let them run around until they realize that it's just a really, really old building and means nothing as far as a functional government. Like, I don't even, like, if I were one of those dudes, I'd be like, what? What do we even do? Like, just let them tire themselves out? Like, I mean, just so ridiculous. They thought, like, oh, yeah, this old castle that does nothing, that functions as no- Like, what is the... Is the UK military going to be like, got our castle. All right, fold, everybody. <laughs> Send out the fold. dragons. Yeah, this, it's got to have it. Like, just ridiculous, man. So there, so there you go. Scotland being nut bars. There you go. There it is. Uh, okay. That's so funny. Let's uh, let's speak. Speaking of Scotland, let's let's hit a birthday suit for a Scottish person here. Here we go. Here we go. I think you can get this one mainly off of. Uh, Mainly, well, we'll see. Anyways, born in Edinburgh, okay. Scotland, <laughs> August 21st, uh, or August 25th, 1930. Jeez. Our birthday suit wearer's first job was as a milkman. But at the age of 16, he decided to join the Royal Navy. At the age 18, he started started bodybuilding and placed in the 1950 Mr. Universe. Didn't know that. Mm. Didn't know that about this guy. In 1951, he started helping the King's Theater to earn extra money, and he started finding himself in acting roles. In 1954, he became an extra in Herbert Wilcox's 1954 uh, musical, Lilacs in Spring. Started getting major roles by the end of the 50s, like in the film Another Time, Another Place. His big break came in 1962 when he was cast as the secret agent 
James Bond. He starred in Dr. No, From Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, and You Only Live Twice. After Bond, he went on to play in many other films, including Murder on the Orient Express, The The Untouchables, Indiana Jones, Hunt for Red October, The Rock, Finding Forrester. He was offered the role. Get these roles that he turned down. He was offered the role as Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. He was offered the Mm. architect in The Matrix and Dumbledore in Harry Potter. He turned them all down. Jeez. He won multiple Academy Awards, multiple Golden Globes. He was knighted by the Queen in 2000. He's considered one of the greatest actors of all time. Name that birthday suit wearer. Hmm. Sean Connery. Sir Sean Connery is correct. Yes, there we go. Sean Connery. Lived till he was uh, 91, I think. 91. Hmm. Yeah, he he died last year there. Uh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, 90. Sorry. No, no, he got... Yeah, 90. I'm dumb. 90. He lived till he was 90 years old, but... uh, yeah, man, one of the biggest, obviously, biggest film uh, legends ever there, you know? Yeah. And you could... I don't know I don't know if he would have been a good wizard in either... No, uh, no, he's too... He, I, well, I mean, I don't know. He could... Uh, I mean, he, he is a good actor, but... I, maybe. I would feel yeah, him. Maybe. I would feel him being too, like, forceful and edgy for Gandalf. Yeah. You know? You gotta yeah. have a softness to that role. That's like, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, you know, because like I mean, Gandalf, he's he's he, he's only rough when he absolutely has to be, when he's got to throw out a "you shall not pass." Like yeah, that's. But otherwise, he's there smoking with the hobbits. He's you know throwing out jokes, <laughs> chuckling to himself. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I'm I'm with you. It'd be tough in both of those roles. The architect, mm-hmm. he would have been a good architect though. He could have been the the architect of the Matrix. Which one was the Which one was the architect though? Which wh- what character was that? Was that the first Matrix or the second one? Uh, I think that's the second one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it doesn't come into. I haven't seen. I got to be honest. I haven't seen the the Matrix series in like forever. Uh, Me neither. That because he, he. I remember the architect looks a lot like. Uh, Sean Connery, you know, they got a guy with a white beard and, you know, he wore a suit. Oh, yeah, and, I remember. Yeah, and, it was like an all white room. Yeah, it, I it had all the TVs yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, he would, he, I mean, I, I think when they didn't get Sean Connery, they're just like, all right, make, uh, make the dude look as much like Sean Connery as possible. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll get it. But, anyways, yeah, Sean Connery. Would have been uh, would have been ninety one today. Happy birthday, Sean! Happy birthday, sure, Sir Sean! Uh, just a just a, a Scotsman right there. He didn't. Yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't storm the castle. No storming of the castle. In fact, he had uh, he had a tattoo uh, celebrating uh, Scotland. Uh, didn't know that, but he got it back when he was in the Royal Navy, apparently. He has two tattoos that he got back when he was in the Royal Na- Navy. And uh, one of them, I forget, said, like, Mom and Dad. It was basically like, you know, just a, 
uh, a normal Navy tattoo, and then the other one was Scotland Forever. So there you go. Mm. Yeah. Sean Connery. <laughs> what, what a life. You get so many You get so many stories when you get to 90, or in Edith's case, yeah. 100. But anyways, we're going to take a break. We will be right back with none other than Sophie Burrell right here on the Doc G Show. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are super excited to have a musician, songwriter, guitarist, and when I say guitarist, I mean super shredder, Sophie Burrell. Sophie, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing good, thanks. How are you? I am doing well, you know? It's uh, still really hot here in in Florida. Yeah. It'll be really hot for the next, <laughs> eh, you know, several months. We don't really get too cold here, so, you know, it's... Uh, I enjoy that. It's nothing like the UK, I would imagine. Like <laughs> our summer is pretty much over, I would say. We had a week where it was like 30 degrees and now it's just sat at 20 degrees and that's like as hot as it's going to get now, yeah. which I'm pretty upset about. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah, I we had uh, we had Ida May, who are originally from uh, the UK on the show and they were coming from the UK to Florida for some shows. I think it was in 2019 and he was he had never been to Florida and he got off he said he you know got off the plane and was like it was like I was on Mars. It was all yeah, right. hot and humid oh. and palm trees everywhere. It was Honestly. something I was completely not <laughs> used to. So oh. yeah. I went to uh I went to Canada um a couple of years ago in the summer mm-hmm. and the same thing happened. I I got off the plane and like out of the nice cool air conditioned airport and uh, once I set foot, you know, in- into the outside, I was like, oh, my God, like this is <laughs> I've never experienced anything like this before. It, it Honestly, the UK, like we don't have real weather here. It's just weird. <laughs> you, you guys have a lot. I feel like it's very similar, like San Francisco, because San Francisco has that same sort of deal of just like foggy, rainy. Yeah. Just Gray, like the whole time. Pretty I, much. I, I remember in San Francisco, I was there in June, and I remember coming out of this restaurant, and it was like at the end of June, and it was, you know, Fahrenheit, it was like 49 degrees and raining, and I was just like, this is, it's, it's June, this is summer, what is wrong with yeah. you people? And yeah. like, you know, everybody was just walking around <laughs> like it was normal, and I was like, oh, man, so, yeah. We just have to settle for it, there's not, you know, we're, we're just used to it, you know, just yeah. just going through. Just going there you through. go. There you go. But despite the weather, you've been you've been busy this summer. I mean, all kinds of different things going on. Uh, TV appearances, yeah, for sure. reca- That's right. uh, uh, guitar lessons all over the place. You've got the new stuff coming out with musicism. Uh, mm-hmm. So very. Ex- what what's been the most exciting thing so far this summer? Would you say? Oh, that is a. A tough one. There's Loaded been some question. pretty cool yeah. things. Yeah, there's been some pretty cool things. I mean, the TV appearance was back. Oh, it, when was that released? I want to say it was in May or June now. Yeah. Um, uh, but that was probably that was pretty big. 
to be honest for sure um I would say that was the ultimate because that's that was a first for me like I'd never done anything quite like that before um so yeah definitely like meeting a load of celebrities (laughs) yeah and playing with them for a couple of days like yeah it was I, I went home and I was like did that happen or was that a dream? <laughs> like legitimately, because it happened so quickly. Like I moved house the day before and my head was all over the place. And I only found out I was doing it like two weeks before the actual shoot day. Man. Um, and so it was all really fast. Like everything just happened so quickly. And after it happened, I was like, oh my God, like, was that real? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, for, but for sure. Probably th- that was highlight of the year so far, I'd probably nice. say. Nice. Yeah. Well, now you're uh, for the folks that don't know, you're you're 22, right? 22 years That's old. That's right. Man, yeah. and and for the folks that don't know that haven't seen any of your uh, videos, you play better than you know people that have been playing for 50 years. You've you've got, I mean, it's insane. But you've you've put the talent, you've you've put the hours in to get that, and uh, I found out that you decide you've you've known that you wanted to be a rocker since like five thanks to (laughs) school of rock black yeah there it is there it is that's wild so like did you watch you watch that movie and you were just like that's it that's that's, i've got to i've got to do that that was pretty much how it went it wasn't even like uh it was just like i was like hmm yeah, it makes sense. I guess that's my life then. <laughs> kind of like it was really casual. Like I think about my five-year-old self, and it wasn't like I, I, it wasn't like I watched him. Was like, oh, mom, like I want to be a rock star. It wasn't yeah. like that. It was more chill. I think I watched it. I nodded. And I went, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> it was like really strange, but yeah, totally. Like after I watched that, I was like, yeah, I guess that's what I'll do. <laughs> man, man, it's um, it's funny because just this. Uh, just like about a month ago we had the the band on bad sons and their lead singer told me the exact same thing that's how he decided that he wanted to be in rock that movie yeah changed a lot of people's lives for sure yeah yeah definitely i mean and that's i say it every time but that's what jack black uh says or at least he thinks his biggest like most important thing of his career has been because it it did influence so many people uh and you know helped them decide that they wanted to be in rock music and whatnot so yeah for it's sure pre- it's pretty wild but uh you you actually ended up going to like a a school of rock a rock school uh, i eventually. did yeah <laughs> yeah i did nice um, yeah so I, I ended up like uh, a couple of years went by um and then i got some guitar lessons and then i joined this local rock school thing where yeah. basically like it was like a load of kids and you would learn your instrument for like 45 minutes and then for the last 15 minutes you'd all play like three songs together so like yeah. from a really young age i was probably nine or ten or no like yeah probably ten um from a really young age i learned how to play with other musicians which was really important i thought um for sure so yeah i literally i went to a rock school <laughs> nice now now you you said you got a, a couple of lessons there did you do you remember the first song you learned how to play on the guitar oh whoa, that's a really tough question <laughs> well obviously it was smoke on the water right from of the course. get-go when i was like five but that doesn't count does it um i remember the first few songs like um knocking on heaven's door sweet nice. home alabama have a nice day by the stereophonics like nice. like random stuff like that teenage kicks 
Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, stuff like that maybe maybe smells like teen spirit i can't remember it's such a long time ago but yeah. just you know the the classic first songs that you learn those, those were the ones <laughs> first guitar riffs you hear yeah yeah well, that's right i i heard slash was like you know that that was that was a person you gravitated first towards sort of as a big inspiration as far as yeah. guitar playing uh, yeah definitely I mean, which makes sense to me, because, like, I mean, he's one of the coolest dudes on the planet, but, like... Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> was, 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 that, was that the main thing that drew you in? Was it just, like, the, the coolness factor, or were there, there other things going on? I mean, what was it? So, my first, like, okay, Avril Lavigne was the first huge influence, and I was actually, I, I want to say I was singing. I was definitely singing at the rock school before I started playing guitar. Yeah. Um, and then I got all shy and started, <laughs> you know, yeah, I just, like, I was then like, oh, no, okay, guitar is the, the thing I want to push because I was too self-conscious about the singing thing, and it made me too nervous for a long time. I wanted to hide behind the guitar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so Avril was a big, <laughs> played a big part. But then uh, once the guitar started taking the forefront, Slash, and I probably have my brother to thank for that because he was like <laughs> a mad Slash fan, Guns N' Roses fan. Nice. And like my, my older brother also plays instruments, so he did drums, guitar, and bass. Um, and so obviously like whatever Christian wanted to learn and listen to, I wanted to learn and listen to too because he's my big brother. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's probably where that came from. He introduced me to, well, he introduced me to a lot of my favorite bands today. So I have yeah. him to thank for a lot really i'm the same way same way my my, (laughs) following in his footsteps my brother plays my brother plays guitar he loves he loves slash that's one of his favorite like favorite tones favorite uh you know favorite tones it's just something about him no one else is like him and he just does the tastiest things honestly like tastiest licks ever they're Um, they're they they are layered with swag you know he just like that's the thing is everything that he does it seems sort of effortlessly cool like he does it's just so warm as well everything is so like nothing it's all so perfectly placed and phrased but you know it's effortless and he's not really he's probably not even thought that hard about what needs to go there he's just played it there because he's slashed like he just knows what the song needs and what the section needs and that's why it's so good I remember when they were uh, uh, watching an interview where he's talking about you know Sweet Child of Mine and he he hated that riff because it was it was just a thing that he did to warm up his fingers and Axel heard it and was like, "We got to make a song to that." And yeah, he just started, yeah, I've heard that story. He just started hating it more and more, and was just like, ah, "I can't stand this thing, man. This is like..." So I mean, you, you know, know. Uh, and he wrote like one of the biggest songs of all time. Yeah, it's actually hilarious. Yeah. Oh man, S- seems yeah. like no, that happens a lot, though. Like for I mean, a lot of those guitarists. The same thing happened to uh, Joe Walsh in the Eagles with "Life in the Fast Lane." That was a warm yeah. up that he was doing, and you know, Glenn. Fry and Don Henley were like, "What's that?" And he's like, eh, "You can use it. Go for it." Like you know, and oh, it's like, man, it's crazy. I love but, that. I love how that like those little stories. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, with with Slash, that's I. Like I said, it, that aura that he has. It was funny. We we had a we had a group Bishop Gun, and they toured with Slash. On the show there, and th- their lead singer told me about how he's like walking backstage at one of the shows, and Slash's door was open, and 
he literally just sort of froze because Slash was sitting there, and he's like, oh, huh, huh. <laughs> and like, yeah. he said he just sat there and watched him change his guitar strings because he couldn't like, but he was like, he's changing his own guitar strings. Look at that. Yeah. And it's Slash. I don't know why. Go. I don't know why, like, that. that's actually something really funny. I get a lot of people asking me whether I change my own strings, and I'm like, <laughs> <"Y> yeah. <laughs> but, what? I don't just have... A person Tex, who just does text running me. around <laughs> your house like oh what like, this one okay like I mean yeah, to be fair my my other half is a guitar tech and a luthier but he's far too oh. busy to be doing that kind of thing for me and I enjoy it it's it's nice like like a, the fresh feeling of new strings and yeah. I, I love putting the 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 kind of like it's like self care but for your instrument little housekeeping. obviously yeah it's yeah. just nice I love doing it you know just <laughs> like putting lemon oil on the fretboard and, and seeing it all hydrated again i i really like doing it <laughs> i haven't so i haven't he, you know even if he had time to do it i think i'd be like you know what no I, i'm gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> it does depend on what guitar like some of them can be that is true yeah well i don't have any floyd rose guitars so we're fine <laughs> <laughs> well if you could pick the brain or like have a jam session with any guitarist alive or dead who who would you want who would you want to jam with the most? Like who would you want to get that that info from? I mean, obviously there's hundreds Aww, of people that you could yeah, do. Yeah, right. <laughs> um well, okay. Oh no, that's so difficult. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say like I'm gonna pick three. And three's um, good. Even you don't have to rate that's them. Ag it's against <laughs> it's against no, it's against the rules, but um because these three are the ones that I wanna like the ones who I would say uh, have influenced my playing over the years the most. Um, okay. And they are my favorites, but David Gilmore. Nice. Um, Slash, obviously, and yeah. Mark Tremonti as well. Nice. Uh, yeah, so those three. I mean, I, I've i met Mark and I've been to his guitar clinics, like a couple of them, but I'd yeah. love to sit with a, in a room just with him. Just um, pick the brain, And just yeah. like, like, yeah, and... Oh man! Like even even in the guitar clinics, when I did get to kind of like uh, sit and pick his brains, but there was like ten other people there or whatever. I still learned yeah. loads, but I just sat there like in awe of it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, and I'm, I'm sure it would think. be the same for Slash and David Gilmore as well. David Gilmore, like honestly, that's one as far as like tone and oh sound. The vibrato, the yeah. vibrato is just criminal. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those that like I don't care who you are, I don't care what you know about music. When you hear comfortably numb like the yeah. solo, it's just it takes you to another place. Like it's 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 too much. Like it honestly, like I um like I was actually I was raised on Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um my parents are huge Floyd fans and I, I didn't really list like they were it was a no-brainer band for me it was like yeah I love Pink Floyd but it's not <laughs> like a band I would religiously binge listen to the whole time but yeah. then like only in the last two years I would say yeah. um, have I actually realized how much of a big influence they have been on me like yeah. since I've also done some Pink Floyd covers right um and I, I playing them and I'm like, oh, because I was raised on this stuff, like I know this off by Second heart, hand. even though yeah. I, I haven't even played it. Yeah, because I was literally like, literally since I was born, like, yeah. um, so it, it, those, the, oh, David Gilmore is just, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I can't like, 
all the, everything about it the tone the sustain the vibrato as far as feel goes like oh my god yeah. incredible and I mean, I, I'll say, you know, like I, I'm one of those, I, I always, it's unfair because I give guest questions like who would, who's the absolute, you like that question, you know, who would you want to, yeah. because I never, I never can choose an absolute favorite, but I will say like, I can't choose one. <laughs> I, I will say, you know, um, I uh, wish you were here. Like, yeah. I don't know if you can make like that, that song, just everything about it. Like, it's just, it's one of those songs that I'm like, can you make a better, like that song has got to be up there as like one of the, just the best there's songs. Just, like, there's so many Pink Floyd songs that I like that though. It's just like, oh, how yeah. have you, you've done it, you've done it again. Like, yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. yeah. Just so, uh, it's really like when I stick on a, a, um, a Pink Floyd album to listen to it, it's it's for it's something further than just listening it's like an experience yeah. i would mm -hmm. say for sure for, for sure. sure i definitely yeah. can do that with the wish you were here album like that one oh, yeah. for me it's it, and that's a weird thing like i'm a bit of a i get i guess i'm usually like out of the uh, the Pink Floyd junkies, because usually the Pink Floyd junkies are more of the you know dark side of the moon and yeah. wall, and like I'm more like yeah. I love Wish You Were Here. It's just like everything on that, the Have a Cigar, and just like uh, Shining yeah, Crazy have a cigar Diamond, is a like great song. just amazing. All of them, yeah, yeah. incredible. I, I love both of those tracks. Are absolutely amazing. Yeah, uh, but uh, Mark Mark Tremonti there. Uh, I think I want to say I'm, I'm trying to think. I think it was Dirty Honey that we had that they toured with uh, with him and just said he's such a, you know, he's just such a guitar junkie. Like he just, yeah. you know, he just can't he can't put them down. He can't not talk about them. It doesn't matter where you're at, what you're doing. He's just gonna be like, <laughs> let's talk some guitar. Let's let's. Talk it sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> I would say, yeah, Mark is. Uh, Mark is a very cool guy and he's super humble and obviously super amazing at what he does. Mm -hmm. um, a lot a lot to learn from. Like For he's, sure. Yeah, he's super knowledgeable. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, awesome stuff. As far as far as your knowledge, like I actually looked, I, I I found this video awesome that you put on your YouTube where you you showed basically your progress as a musician. You went from yeah nine years <laughs> yeah. old yeah that's right <laughs> all the way up to a couple of months ago and yeah I think I think that's so awesome. Like if the listeners haven't seen that video, they need to because it just shows. It shows, I mean, without actually showing you practice, obviously, it shows the mm -hmm. elbow grease, the hard work. Because, like, I mean, it goes from this video of a girl who's the same size as the guitar trying to basically yeah. <laughs> keep time with the rest of the band to absolutely, like, shredding by the time you're, like, 15. Like, when you were putting those there videos... There was a weird, weird sort of jump there. And yes! I feel like there's, there's footage that's... Like not necessarily missed, but stuff we didn't record. Like there were times there when I was like 13 or 12, 13, 14, I started making a lot of progress, but I didn't get as many like lead videos then. Um, so it's it's hard to pinpoint when it happened. And it wasn't as like the videos that were shown uh, where the, the sudden kind of jump occurs. It's like um, I was yeah. I was practicing other things that were a lot harder than what I was showing I could do. So that's um. why the jump seems so random, I think. Mm. But like um, there was definitely a, a strange jump there. I, when, def uh, I definitely put that uh, <laughs> in the notes that I said 12 to 14 where, where in those videos. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> 
I mean, there there was a jump there, but like I can't remember exactly. Do you know what it was? Uh, and I'm totally going to say this. It's from when I got my first like PRS um, mm. and started getting obsessed with Mark Tremonti and Alter Bridge was then when <laughs> I started being like, oh, I, I want to be really good at guitar. Like, I, I, And I just ended up practicing for like five hours a day. Um, it's just obviously, as you said before, you, you don't see me actually practicing. Yeah. But that's what was happening. <laughs> you know, mm. that's that's why. Well, I was I was about to ask because that was I mean you you're obviously you're with PRS guitars now uh, and yeah. <laughs> they're I mean they're amazing guitars but you know I mean I've got friends the best I've got some friends that are guitarists that you know they they hold up their noses that anything that's not a Gibson or a Fender you know uh, what, okay what makes you like sell me on your guitar choice I mean obviously oh. there's there's that moment but what what makes PRS your guitar of choice um, there is nothing there is no other guitar brands that make me feel that way about guitar um, mm. like PRS do so mm. when I it's just such a pleasure like I could play for hours <laughs> and I really enjoy it whereas other guitars like I found a hard to play or like uncomfortable yeah just not cut for me just not cut out for me and yeah. I'm not cut out for them like we're just not a good match whereas like PRS, particularly my PRS. Um, yeah, you know, I'm it just, just fits in you. love with it. I'm staring at it right now. It's just, it's just, it's Goldilocks <laughs> it's just, for you. It's, it's just, Not- that's it. It's perfect. It is perfect. Like everything nice. about it. Like I'm a really small person. I'm five foot. Um, and mm. I don't get me wrong. Like I, I have a, I have a Fender Strat. Um, and we've got, um we do have a Gibson, but we've got uh, some Epiphones and stuff like that. And I've tried Gibson yeah. in the past, but they're so chunky. Um, I was about to say, uh, and Gibson's like the access big, for me. Big. Yeah. It's just like, it's just not, it's just not quite as suited a fit to what I play and how mm. I feel. And, and, and literally it comes down to, to physical, like how it physically feels, mm-hmm. you know, the weight of it, like, um, and neck profiles, like my, uh, my custom 24 PRS, um, it's so like dainty, um, yeah. and I find that so uh, so nice. And like, I don't give myself any injuries. Like, I've had guitars in the past before that have caused me a lot of pain and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and I do not get any of that with my uh, PRS. Um, nice. And it, I, I know a lot of people hate this word, like being used to describe guitars, but I'm going to say <laughs> it anyway because it's accurate. But buttery, it's just buttery. <laughs> it's smooth. Um, <laughs> A lot of people, I don't know why people hate the term so much, but it's really smooth I to like play. I like it. It's good. Um, and like, I don't play, this This is it. Like the reason I use, I have a few guitars, but the reason I use that one so much is because I don't play uh, like the way I do on any other guitar other than yeah. that one. Like yeah. it, it's just something about it. Like it's, you, uh, yeah, something about I, it makes me play the way I physical. do. Physical. That's, um, you know, I mean, a lot of guitars choose for a lot of reasons. And I know a lot of the, the Gibson folks got into Gibsons just because it's, it's you know, what was played by their heroes, basically, you know. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, you know, I, I actually, um, I, I had a Les Paul copy for a while because of Slash. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I probably, 
it was Mark. Mark Tremonti was the reason I ended up playing PRS. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, those frets have birds on them. That's so <laughs> cool. And then obviously like as a 12 year old, that's what captivated my attention. But, but then, then when I actually played you. them, I was like, oh, hold on. Like yeah. I actually really like nothing else feels this way to me. Yeah. Um, so it was, nice. yeah, no, it was a no, no brainer. No, and that, you know, and as soon as I made that switch, um, uh, that is when I started really progressing with guitar and I put it down to, it was probably because I was playing an instrument that I found enjoyable to play. Like the guitar yeah. itself felt nice to play, which is nice. probably why I spent so many hours playing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, obviously uh, social media has become a, a big part of what you do. That's where you got a lot of, you know, uh, sort of your following and a lot of the sure. uh, things that have came in your career so far. Uh, you've yeah. got 100,000 followers on YouTube. You've got a, a little over quarter of a million on Instagram. Uh, and over like the last It's crazy three when you say it like that. <laughs> yeah. I like to say a million just to add that, you know, yeah. quarter of a million. Two, it just has more gravitas than the 250,000. Yeah, sure. uh, but over like the last three years, it really seems like there was a, a huge jump. Uh, yeah, definitely. G give us just like a little play by play. What, what, what happened? Like, what? Do you, I mean, do <laughs> you happened? know? Yeah, or do yeah, you yeah. just. Like, no, yeah, definitely. For me, like. In recent times, it's been super different since obviously I watch quite closely how Instagram works as it's yeah. kind of my job in a way. Um, yeah. In the last year, they introduced this thing called Reels. Um, right. And a lot of people are blowing up, like along with TikTok as well, blowing up really mm -hmm. quickly. But it, mm -hmm. it wasn't like that for me at all. I like was either a bit too uh, bit too early or a bit too late, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so for me, like I've actually been posting Instagram I started in 2014 so it's mm. been a really long long journey for me and yeah. definitely hasn't happened overnight um, for me I know for a lot of people it, it does happen like that but yeah. I haven't been so lucky in that in that sense <laughs> but at the same time that's okay because uh, imagine the pressure like if that would have happened to me when I was 14 and then I would yeah. have had to have the world watch me like play not badly but like watch Learning. me get better yeah. and that's quite that's quite intimidating like not you know there's they still are very much so but it would have been like way more difficult if there were more people watching me when i was in the earlier stages if you know what i mean oh for sure um but basically i started posting uh just for fun uh until about when was it 2019 was the year that it changed mm. um so i it took a lot of time i got up to about 20,000 followers uh in 2019 like january and i mm. was like uh i want to do more and i want to be better somehow yeah. like uh not better but i want to i want to grow my Have following because i just do yeah and i was in a band at that point so um you know i just i just wanted to i was basically just seeing what i could do yeah <laughs> um with social media and so i posted a lot and i worked really hard and people started watching effectively so from 2019 onwards is I would say it jumped like not as drastically as it has for some other uh, like friends of mine who have really been absolutely killing the social media game for the last couple of years. But <laughs> that's when it started uh, increasing for me a lot. And then the endorsements started coming through. Um, and, you know, it was it, it's all about odd timing, but I feel like it was all correctly timed for me. Yeah. Like w when I was ready, it kind of started happening. Uh, <laughs> I, I you know. know. 
I noticed that you put on there. You had that question actually. I guess I guess just yesterday that you were asking. Yeah, on I want your my story, story about reels right. versus uh, regular posts, and and I, I think that's interesting. Like. I'm with you, like, because it seems like most of your followers prefer regular posts. Regular stories. Well, this is the thing. Like, I started trying to do these reels because a lot of people have had a lot of success with them. Yeah. And they're just not doing very well for me. I don't know why, like, worse than regular posts. Like, yeah. a lot worse. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I was I, just like, well, this is kind of depressing because, like, <laughs> loads of people were enjoying it before. And now does everyone hate me? Like, I'm having a bit of a crisis here. Yeah. Well, I, I think with... I, I think with the reels, I think it's like, honest, I, I think people are looking for some weird gimmicky laugh, basically. Yeah. That's most of the things I don't, that I don't, they... I think that's it. I, I'm not really in, in this kind of game to be a gimmick. It's for the long, long, long haul, and I want to yeah. be a... A, a, a musician and a songwriter and eventually you know a, a touring musician so it's yeah. like it's kind of, where where do i fit in with that that's the weird thing is like uh, am i an influencer kind of <laughs> but not really like am i a youtuber again kind of but not really like it's really strange trying to yeah. find where, where where i sit amongst all of that um and kind of work on those and develop those strengths and stuff so yeah it's kind of weird it's you all it's all fun and games though it's a learning curve well, I was wondering, I, I've, I've had a couple of folks sort of similar situations with you that, you know, got popular as far as music on uh, social media. And like, you know, obviously, like I was saying, you've got the you've got a really big following. But when you look at those, like like you said, social, quote unquote, social media influencers, somebody's mm. got like five million people and, you know, that person's like you said doing a reel to capone oh no and that's that's yeah. what they're posting <laughs> and then you're putting over here an insane solo that took hours to learn and half the 99 percent of the world couldn't do uh does that irritate you because like it irritates me for you that i'm just like what no why why are people liking you know, that? like does, does that irritate you you know uh, yes, yes, and no. Like I, I don't let it. I, I don't let it really, really bother me because the way I kind of see it, um, and I've been speaking about uh, this a lot with my kind of bandmate, soon to be bandmate, if you like. Um, yeah, it's just like how sometimes things don't always work and i just say to him like i think this is because this isn't actually what i'm supposed to be doing right mm. now um and it's the i'm a firm believer in uh and i need to take a, a kind of like taste of my own medicine here in the sense that like <laughs> I'm, I'm a firm believer that the universe has it all in control and what will happen will kind of happen yeah um and you know things happen for a reason I, I think i do believe that um and the reason that things aren't doing as well as i would maybe hope they would be doing is because like last year but they were doing really well but um pushing you somewhere I else i think it's because i'm supposed to be doing original stuff now i yeah. think that's why um and and i kind of i know that's why because people ask for it and say oh, well i'd prefer and i'm like yeah i know I'm, I'm working on it it's <laughs> taking a bit of time <laughs> um so well, uh well i mean positively on social media i know I, there's obviously a lot of uh you know a lot of excitement like you said there, there's there's times things that happen on social media that's like awesome and it's cool that is yeah. and, and great things have came out of it what what mm. person 
uh, like following you or commenting on one of your posts made you the most excited? Has there been some like, uh, you know, like a <laughs> famous person, somebody saying something, and you're like, holy crap, did they just say that? Is that real? Are they following me? There's been a couple of times. Yeah, people following me, like weird, weird situations with that. Um, but probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably the biggest one uh, was when Miles Kennedy uh, oh. uh, like commented. I woke up to hear his comment on one of my videos, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Nice. <laughs> like you know, uh, I, I was. Uh, it was a, a Blackbird cover, Alter Bridge, yeah. just on Instagram, and I woke up and he'd commented on it, and I was like, "Well, man, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> he saw it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so, and at that point, because like, and I was singing in it as well, and it's kind of a, a newer direction. I've been having vocal lessons since December last year. Yeah. So not even a year yet, really. Um, but it's been a bit strangely received by other people, uh, like the audience, because they're like, you should just play guitar or you should do this or you should do that. And I'm like, well, I want to sing. Uh, but sometimes it can be a bit strange to listen to such a mixed reaction, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Um, but then obviously when Miles like commented on it and kind of validated it, I was like, oh, okay, so, well, that's all that matters then is that the dude who wrote <laughs> it likes it. I, I literally don't care about anything else now. Yeah, um, that, so, that's yeah. got to be a huge thing when the person, I mean, and a, and a, and a song that big, that sort of noted uh, comments on it. That's got to be some <sighs> huge validation there. You got the fuel. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool because, um, I, you know, like Alter Bridge have been one of the, if not like the biggest influence on me band-wise yeah. forever. Um, so... And that was the first time I think Miles has ever kind of seen any of what I've done or whatever. Um, yeah. And so when it, yeah, it was really cool. Like there, there is no, 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 a, no other compliment can come, you know, above that <laughs> other than the, the person themselves, can it? So I could not ask for anything else, you know, nothing yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, get, 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 getting that validation. It's like I said, you don't, it, it, it makes all the other, the other comments sort of just fall by the wayside. You don't hear them after it's that. It's just a bit strange. Yeah, kind of. I was like, okay, well, yeah. And that's <laughs> that then, you know. <laughs> yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, along uh, along with the social media, things that maybe, you know, that, that are supplementing the the income, you, you've been teaching for a long time for guitar, for like seven years, which is a little insane yeah. considering you're 22 <laughs> i was uh, just how, yeah how old am i again like when yeah. was that was uh, yeah it's been about it's been about that that much wow. yeah, that long. now yeah. obviously you i mean i would guess you perform performing i mean most artists do oh yeah 100 uh, percent. but how, how does it compare how do you like teaching like i mean is it is it is it a job or is it just you know I've recently just stopped, to be okay. honest, uh, like really, really recently. So I've done this huge course with Musicism and that was yeah. an absolute blast and I really enjoyed that. Um, but as far as teaching one-to-one -one goes, I've actually stopped doing it now mm. um, for a, quite a few different reasons. I did really enjoy it, um, but it became like... Uh, I've been struggling a lot with like uh, a few different things uh, mm. in the last uh, two years, I mm -hmm. would say now. Um, 
and you know teaching just ended up becoming something that really stressed me out and made me super anxious and mm. uh on edge all the time and for me it was like uh and it's really sad that it kind of got to this point but it was a little bit like oh like because i've paid you to teach me you have to stay here and you must be here and like i just put a lot right. of pressure on myself obviously like these people like the people i was teaching uh, and my students uh, the the most wonderful people ever so they would never be like that but it it, it was just the stress of putting that much pressure on yeah yeah 100% and i was like i don't want to and i i didn't feel like i was giving my best as a teacher anymore because it was becoming a little bit impossible to juggle and i ended up having no free time no time to see my family uh, yeah. because then you know youtube and stuff has started picking up and i had the work coming in there and in other areas so i ended up just working all of the time yeah. and i was like well something something has to stop now what's the thing that's kind of like keep not keeping me back but um what's something that i could be using the time more wisely to be uh fueling the long-term kind of dream and i was like well right. it's the teaching it kind of has to go and also yeah. like at the end of a long day of teaching i do not want to play more guitar and that made me <laughs> sad um, because I was like, oh, I should be practicing for myself right now, but I'm not because I don't want to sit with yeah. guitar any longer. Like, yeah. Um, so I, you know, I know the feeling. I was like, I, I, <laughs> I have to sacrifice this thing to kind of go to the next point, I guess, which is sad. And it's not forever. Um, uh, like that I might not be teaching but it just seemed like the most logical thing to do for now and especially yeah. like with the with the course coming up with music is in I'm like super psyched for that and that's really awesome and I love teaching on camera like because it's like halfway between both of those worlds for me um and yeah. I really really enjoyed that and it, like being there and doing that made me realize like I don't think I like teaching one-to-one -one as much anymore but I'd yeah. like to do more teaching like this so yeah yeah for sure nice now i've got i've had the same feeling uh when i was a personal trainer uh when you're personal trainer and you work out all day with people and yeah, then you have to work no. out at you the don't want to work day, it, no yeah you're like oh <laughs> come on man i got yeah that's uh. you yes. want a change of scenery don't you after exactly, exactly. It, it almost like it's really tough when your passion becomes your job because mm -hmm then yeah. what, what else have you got like it's really it's bizarre uh, but i'm finding the balance a lot more now and feeling happier with it so that nice. was obviously the right call to make <laughs> nice well when when are the musicism uh, videos supposed to come out so it's going to be out this side of this year so it's not going to be uh, okay. next year Nice. Um, there isn't a, an actual date pinned on it. It could be October. It could be next month. It could be December. <laughs> I don't know. Um, How long it's the all editing a bit, takes. Yeah. It's going really, really well. Like the editing is not far off. Nice. Um, but there's a couple of new things like new website launches and stuff like that. So we just want to make sure everything is in the optimal place to uh, to launch it. But cool. the, the course is great. It's going to be absolutely kick Nice. we worked so hard um so i'm really really excited for it and it feels a bit weird because we did it so um like it, it went really quickly so i was like did we even do that again like <laughs> these things just pass you by yeah um, but yeah this is a huge course and it's gonna be awesome so nice <laughs> nice basically going through is this like beginner to advanced is this what level it's is beginner this? beginner to intermediate so nice. up to the up to the door uh up to the door of intermediate so beginner never ne i literally teach you how to like 
learn the strings everything hold a pick yeah Yeah, literally everything right up until like learning uh your first guitar solos and uh music theory and stuff like that um so it really takes you it's very all-inclusive like we cover everything (laughs) nice nice well now uh as far as the music side of things go um Mm -hmm. I heard from the folks at guitar.com and uh, from yourself earlier you've you've got a like uh, you've got a project you've been working on you've got you've got a yeah. band that you've been working on uh, yeah for a, a long while now <laughs> now I mean is this still under wraps can you can you tell us anything about this bit. band I can say a bit yeah I mean okay. right now it's me me and one other mm-hmm. uh, one of my closest friends sped. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's an awesome, awesome player. He's a guitarist. Uh, he's extremely multi-talented. He does it all. He does YouTube and social media too. Nice. Um, anyway, yeah. So uh, basically, like, we wanted to work with each other for a really long time, but uh, like, it just wasn't the right time. I was still in a band, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I left that band, and I was like, well, it's a no-brainer. I'm gonna work with Sped next. Like, that's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but I need, I needed a little break, like maybe six months or so, just to kind of like completely cut ties with that like <laughs> mentally to be yeah. like okay like next part kind of thing I, I didn't want to I tried crossing over straight away and everything I wrote I hated so I needed <laughs> that space <laughs> yeah um and then we and then I came and then I came up with something that I really liked um and it from that point onwards it was like right okay yeah this is totally like meant to be what we're doing kind of thing nice um and that yep. was probably in like February, February, March last year. Um, and ever since then, we've been slowly chipping away because we don't live near each other. Like we live quite a few hours away from each other. Mm. So we've been working remotely, songwriting remotely, back and forth, back and forth uh, with like logic mixes and all sorts. Uh, just kind of like songwriting. Uh, we've been, we basically come up with an EP um, full of demos. Uh, and now literally as of last week we've started sending it around to uh, different industry people uh, Mm. (laughs) and seeing if they're interested in management uh, you know label like publishing uh, every agencies like stuff like that Um, because I cannot do it on my own again if you know what I mean yeah oh yeah I'm in a very different spot now um, and I think it might, it just wouldn't work out. I, it would crush me and make me crumble, I think, if I had to do <laughs> all of that and manage all of that on my own again. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're waiting to hear back basically and it's super nerve wracking and until we kind of get an idea of where we stand on who's interested, who's not, uh, that's when we can then go on to the next step and then the plan would be to get in the studio and record these demos properly so they're you know finished mixes start releasing some music videos and some singles if not an ep and then an album so we've got a plan and it's i'm really excited for it now are Uh, you looking to fill out like a full band or is it always going to be that two-piece and then just like studio musicians (laughs) we're we're open we're open to suggestions gotta be the right people yeah for sure absolutely like you know it's it's being in a band is hard Tough. work sometimes oh yeah yeah so you, you got to make sure the people that are in there uh, like well it's like a yeah, marriage with all however many people it, are in the band it's exactly like that um and you you know it 
yeah it's difficult basically but we've we've gotten this far songwriting together on our own um and i am so up for getting other people involved like in the songwriting process as well if they feel like they could uh contribute to um to what's going on and what we're writing and stuff like that but at the same time i'm super happy with what we've done just us two so far so i'd be fine with that too but obviously like when it comes down to live performances and stuff like yeah. that I, it, it's, it's not rough. just gonna be us yeah. two. yeah like it's not gonna be it's not gonna be us two rocking out on our own like we'll have a band <laughs> nice nice well now uh, along with that are you planning on right now do you have any other uh, solo instrumental stuff coming out like Tranquility or is that yeah, on hold? Yeah, so uh, it's been on hold a little bit because we've been working so hard to get these uh, demos like as strong as they possibly could be and we've written, written uh, all these songs a bunch of times. Um, yeah. So I've kind of put, put the solo project on hold a little bit because like the solo project is something I can do in my own time and it's always going to be there if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I've started writing another song for it like in the last nice. couple of weeks. Um, and I keep saying to myself, I'm like, today I will write more, but I just like <laughs> haven't been in the mood for it and you can't force it. So, right, right. Um, you know, I'm just kind of like piecing stuff together as and when I feel like it and as and when I can. Um, but there will be more stuff. There will always be more stuff with that. It's just a, a little bit of a slow train, that one. <laughs> and and I, I heard that you like basically Pliny was what got you sort of in that mindset. You went to a Pliny Absolutely. concert and was like, whoa, you can do this? Yeah. You can do this instrumental <laughs> stuff like yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'd, I'd been listening to Pliny a lot. Um, and then he was supporting Periphery on their last like European tour back in yeah. uh, back end of 2019, it must have been. Yeah. Um, and I saw him live. And the next day I went home and started writing Tranquility because I was like, oh my God, like this nice. is cool. <laughs> Very nice. Um, yeah, so... Pliny's a big influence to me in, in that area of my songwriting sure. and uh, as far as projects are concerned. Nice, nice. Well, uh, what else? I mean, obviously, you've already, I mean, we, we talked about musicism, we talked about the new project, talked about the solo project. Is there anything else on uh, 2021 going on uh, that you've got in the works that you can talk about? Not yet. Not no. yet. It's, it's, far, it's under no, wraps no. right <laughs> now. Yeah, I mean, like, for me, the most important thing now is to get the, the new project, the band project going. Yeah. Um, but that really is, I don't want to say that's all I care about, but it's all I care about, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, you yeah. know, it's that I, uh, I just want to play some shows and be with a band again. Um, yeah. It's been such a long time. I haven't played a live show in two years now. So yeah. it's it's kind of I'm getting I'm getting twitchy, you know, I'm getting fidgety. <laughs> so that's the that's the thing that I want to push the most um, and spend the most time doing. And um, I basically like I'm so proud of what we've written so far in that project. But I also cannot wait to write more. Um, nice. I'm just hungry for it. <laughs> really hungry for it. Nice. Um, which is really nice because I haven't been in that place before. Um, and i'm just excited and who knows what the future will bring but i very hope it's nice. positive whatever it is <laughs> very nice well before we end the interview i've got two non-musical questions that i was uh oh yeah i noticed there first i notice every now and then you've you've posted about your fitness you've you've put some, <laughs> yeah you put some workouts out there take me through what's a regular sophie workout what what do you do okay in the gym 
So I do, uh, I try and aim for four days a week if I can. Again, it depends on how busy things are, but um, I do two lower and two upper sessions. So my lower leg days are uh, really similar to each other. Very glute focused, glute hamstring focused. Nice. Uh, So I do uh, a lot of leg press, uh, Mm. hip thrusts. Um, What else do I do? Like abductions, adductions, uh, calf press. Uh, What else do I do? You got a, you got a pretty stuff, scientifically stuff like laid out there. Two days a week, we got yeah, the frequency working out. We got yeah. upper lower. I yeah, like yeah. it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then on the on the upper days, I have one upper push day and one upper pull day. Very nice. Um, and then you know, it's just something. It's the only place. And even though, even I struggle with this, it's the only place I can go where I can get out of my own head. Um, <laughs> and even sometimes I, I can't. Like it's. But it's my best, uh, best kind of bet to, to if I need some space to, to think about anything other than music. That's that's where I got to go. Yeah, um, that, and obviously, it's nice to be strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always tell people I I work. Uh, you know, I, I I work out so my mind can stop working. Basically, I just go hard enough so I'm not thinking about anything because I'm too tired to think about it. That's usually yeah. That's that's usually yeah, what I go super, for. Super <laughs> super accurate. Yeah. Before we came on the air, when we were talking about uh, Phil Collin, that dude is insane with his fitness. That guy. Oh really? Insane. He could at one point he could do like two and a half times his body weight on bench press. Like, Jeez. yeah, he's a, oh, that's n- impressive. I see my upper body isn't, isn't there yet. I've got really <laughs> strong, really strong legs, but, um, my upper body hasn't quite caught up yet. Now, now um, are which you is something I want to, I want to get better at. <laughs> are you, are you a music listener when you, when you go to the, uh, gym? Absolutely. Are you more, okay. Are you yeah. hard no, metal? I can't do it without. Is it, yes. is it, is yeah, it Pantera, as, as heavy as five, it'll go. five finger it's, death punch, that nah, kind of deal? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So five finger death punch, like periphery, Avenged Sevenfold. Nice. If I'm doing hip thrusts, periphery come on because I need to, you know, uh, get a bit angry. Nice. <laughs> Maybe like, uh, you know, just like I, I can't, it, it makes a big difference uh, oh, what I'm sure. listening to and how the session is going and how the set is going. Like if I've got to lift heavy, then I need to listen heavy. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I, I, I think... Hail to the King Avenge Sevenfold is like one of the best yeah, to walk into the gym. Song. That's uh Yeah. You, you gotta get ready right there. That's the mindset song. Yeah. Uh last yeah, question. Sure. I noticed you got a cat. What's your cat's name? I've got two cats. Two cats, yes. Um, I love yeah, cats. Yeah, so you you see Bella, the one that looks like a tiger, you yeah. see her more often because she's normally causing mayhem and being <laughs> a little demon child. Uh, so that's Bella. She's like, she's probably like three now. Nice. Uh, almost three, maybe. Um, and Misty, my other cat, she's a black and white tuxedo cat. Nice. Um, she's a bit older. She's like six, but she's an angel. But we've recently found out, right? So they, we've recently moved house and uh-huh. now they can be outdoor cats because mm. we have a garden. Yeah. Um, we found out that Misty... Although she's an angel to us and she's our little baby. <laughs> Is she attacking uh, she's a bully. Oh no. She's a bully. Oh, the, no. the rest of the neighborhood cats are actually scared of her. The quiet uh, ones so always are. That's always She's a little dark horse, that one. The the silent predators. <laughs> uh, you gotta watch out for she them. She is. She is. <laughs> she But you know she, she loves hard, I, I she tell fights her to be hard. Nice. That's 
That's she, true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tell her to be nice to the other cats and that you know, this this isn't just her sort of like just her turf, but she no, she's not having it. She's still a little bully. <laughs> does she does she does she bully Bella? Uh no, actually. Hmm. No. They're on the same but team. It took she's us fine a with good Took us a good like three months to get them to tolerate each other. So, gotcha. Like Bella's hilarious. She's just mis- uh, mischievous, but she's she's sweet and um, actually a-, a massive baby when it comes <laughs> down to it. Like, uh, yeah, she like when we moved house that we had to leave them with my parents so we could move. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Bella was terrified and wouldn't come out of the cage for like six hours, whereas Misty <laughs> was straight out flirting with my parents like she was like oh i don't even remember where i was who, before. who was that like, person that i was with before who was that yeah literally <laughs> yeah so when they're really their their roles are completely reversed when they're not at home <laughs> nice nice well uh i had to ask big fan of cats the the, the listeners oh, yeah. know huge can- fan of big <laughs> small any type of cat i'm in give me a tiger yeah. i'm in give me, me a house too. cat i am I'm so in, in. <laughs> well, yep, so it's been a pleasure talking to you today. It's been great to chat to you as well. For sure. Well, listeners, you can check out all things Sophie Burrell at her website, sophieburrell.com. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can follow her on Instagram. On Instagram, there's a one at the end, Sophie Burrell one. Right now, let's take a listen That's to right. Tranquility right here on the Doc G Show.
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Sophie Burrell with Tranquility there. Yes. Yes. Tranquil. Very nice of her to come on the show. Fantastic. Overwhelming talent, Mike. Just over, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Just nuts for me. Like, I, you know, I guess maybe because I just did not practice anything that rigorously at that young of an age so just, true. it blows my mind that you can just be that insanely good at 22 like just you know I, I'm like what if I would have practiced basketball that much nope. but instead Ooh. I was lazy that's a fact and you know I put up 50 shots a day and was like that's good Anybody else doing that? I don't think yeah. anybody else is doing that. It's 50. <laughs> it's amazing. How, do, how does a person do it? But it's crazy, man. And again, another person, just like Bad Son's lead singer there, uh, another person inspired by School of Rock. Jeez. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, did, it's a good movie. Yeah, I was about to say you. I I remember watching that movie when it first came out. They had. I was an undergrad at the time, and uh, they had a special screening on campus. Like the, and it's actually I think it was before it was released in theaters, like two days or something. And I watched it. And I was like, that was an awesome movie. That was fun. That was a good movie. But apparently, yeah. it's inspiring rock stars all around the world. Which, wow. it's funny, because that's actually Jack Black said, like, that's his, he thinks that it was his most important role that he ever played because of the impact wow. it had on, like, kids around the world, which I was like. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Hmm. It's pretty wild. And she also, she gets her teach on, Mike, which I think, you know, that's, uh, it's one of those things that, I mean, it's not what she wants to do for her career, but it's got to be pretty cool. Got to be pretty good. Yeah. It's also got to be pretty weird when you're teaching people that are like 50 and you're 22 and you're like, no, moron, that's not a C chord. Here's a C, <laughs> this is a C chord. Like, it's got to be a little strange. I mean, you know, I just, I feel like to me, I, I would have this like, oh, guys, double my age over there. Isn't bizarre? But, you know. Yeah. You put your 10,000 hours in, you got it. Yeah. And she's put her you got it. 100,000 in. Ridiculous. All right. Thanks to Sophie for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Make sure you check out her music. Make sure you check out any of those. If you want to learn guitar, definitely she breaks it down very easy to learn. You can check out all of those, uh, her tutorials. You can check out her classes classes on musicism. She's got it everywhere. She's all over the board. Uh, Mike. Time for the third birthday suit. This is... Who do we got? We potentially got three for three here. And uh, I'm pretty positive you can get this one. He's a, he's a rock star. And by rock star, I mean he did country music. And he's also done pop oh. music. But uh, okay. I think you'll know him. Born in Flatwoods, Kentucky... In 1961, our birthday suit wearer was immediately drawn to music. He started singing at the age of four. He was surrounded by bluegrass and gospel growing up. He attended Georgetown College on a baseball scholarship before he dropped out to try to become a musician. Eventually, our birthday suit wearer was signed to Mercury Records in 1992. He released his debut album, Some Gave All. The most successful single was a breakthrough international success called Achy Breaky 
Heart. Say what? It sold over 20 million copies and made line dancing mainstream for like a couple of months. Then everybody <laughs> sort of forgot about him for 20 years. Then everybody remembered him again when his daughter, Miley, had a successful TV show called Hannah Montana that he also starred in. Then, in 2019, Little Nas X asked him if he wanted to be on the remix of his song, Old Town Road. The song stayed at number one on the Hot 100 charts for 19 consecutive weeks, making it the longest consecutive number one in history. Name that birthday suit wearer. Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus is correct. Yes. Billy Ray, man. Billy Ray. Turning the big I was about to say hmm? I was about to say Garth Brooks for the longest time. Like the whole the whole thing in my mind. I was like, achy breaky heart, Garth Brooks. No but no, I guess way. that's not him. Billy Ray, man. Billy Ray is is achy breaky heart. I actually we had a monologue on the show. It was about like a year or so ago, maybe like a year and a half ago, because I was thinking about it. It's wild. Billy Ray had his his number one single, Achy Breaky Heart, and like I said, that thing was insane. It was everywhere. If you were alive in yeah. 92, I was in elementary school, like, uh, you couldn't go to school on the school bus without hearing it 15 times. And you'd be like, mm -hmm. holy times we're gonna have to hear this song and you go to like a school function and they'd be like guys get up we're gonna dance to the achy breaky heart yep. and you're like oh jesus come on really like <laughs> and then everybody just forgets about him for literally the almost 30 years people are like whoever and then then little nas x is like hey old weird hillbilly dude you want to jam out on my old country road and he's like Old Town Road, and he's like, yeah, sure. Number one song again for 19 consecutive weeks. Who else is like that? 30-year split that he's had two just massive, massive songs. And just like, this guy's got to be so weird. So, That's so awesome. weird. It is, it is awesome. And then he's got... It's inspiring. I mean, you know. Uh, and, I mean, Billy Ray is never short of weird looks. Huh? Let's give it to him. That dude is completely fine with looking pretty weird. Uh, like, yeah. recently, he's gone with just, like, the straight, like, comb his hair down with the, the split down the middle. And you're just, like, he's looking like he's a member of Black Sabbath, except he's 60 <laughs> years old. And you're just like, that dude. Anyways, mm -hmm. he's turning 60 years old. Happy Birthday, Billy Ray, 6-0. 6 for Mr. Achy Breaky Heart. There it is. 16 studio albums, 53 singles, two of them. Wow. Two of them. Number one hits there. There oh, it is. Man. And uh, he's six feet tall. What? I was just, for some reason, I Googled him, and then it was sitting there. So he's six feet tall. So in case you wanted to know that. And so, Interesting. Yeah, he's hit the 6-0. He he's got two million followers. On Instagram. I mean, I guess that shouldn't be too surprising, but two million followers. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, speaking of country, uh, we have amazing country artists coming on the show next week, uh, Mike. I'm very excited. Who we, we got? Hayden Kaufman. 
Hayden Kaufman is an up-and-comer. He's a young buck as well. He's only a young, young, fresh age of 23. He's coming up in the music industry. This dude, I've been following his career for about two years now. He's only been in the game for about three years. But just in the three years that he's been making music, his last single already has almost a million views on YouTube in less than a month. In less than a wow. month. Yeah. And, and... He's not even signed to a label yet. That's all independent, that he's got it. Now, is he just sitting at home, clicking on his own video constantly, all day, 24 hours a day? <laughs> nope. Maybe, but you know what? Maybe. If he is, you can't knock the hustle. I respect no it. No way. That's impressive. Regardless of how he got to that million, that's impressive. And the dude's just fun. Yeah. Hayden Kaufman is fun. I got to know him uh, when we had uh, Drake Freeman on the show. Another talented musician there. Drake and Trey introduced me to Hayden, and I've been trying to get him on the show for, for a while now. We finally we finally linked up, and, uh, yeah, it's going to happen next week. Awesome. Super excited about it. It's going to be a good time. Uh, we're going to talk Tennessee. We're going to talk country music. We're going to talk food, of course. It's going to be a good time. Yes. Talk a little baseball, too, because he, like Billy Ray Cyrus, went to college on a baseball scholarship and then said, you know what? Wow. Nah, music instead. So, music. And, and he's been killing it ever since. So we're going to have him on the show. I can't wait. But until then, we're going to have to wrap up. I am your host, Doc G. With me, Mikey Max, The Furnace, <laughs> Charette. Thank you. Mm. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's uh, I Love am planning by, you know, a couple months down the road, your name will be... 47 names long. <laughs> and then my hope is, like my friend Rusty back in uh, high school, there was a new guy that came, a new kid that moved to our uh, uh, high school, and uh, we were playing basketball before the school started, uh, like a week before school started at the, uh, at the courts. And um, I was talking some trash on the courts, and I just called him Rusty Pete, there's some context to Rusty Pete, but I'll leave it out. And I called him Rusty Pete, <laughs> which wasn't his name. His name was Scott, or Sean, sorry, was Sean. And um, I just started calling him Rusty Pete, and I never stopped. And it was so popular of a nickname, no one in the high school called him Sean. Everyone called him <laughs> Rusty. And literally, I remember our senior year, I was sitting around, and I was just like, wait a second, what's Rusty's real name? And we all just sort of sat there. We're like, yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. And then we had to like, uh, Rusty, what's your name? It's Sean. All right. Yeah, Sean. Anyways, thanks, Russ. Anyways, <laughs> like, I want to get to that point, Mike, that we are Mikey Max to the max, you know, that it's mm -hmm. just yeah. that that is that is your persona when you hop onto the show. That's what we're going for. <laughs> we're going to get there. We're going to get there. But until then, got to wrap the show up. Until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zip itty doo da day. <laughs> <laughs>